0: millennial podcasts well this is not for you <laughs> welcome to fuck adulting i am reese albertson and i'm a mess i I, uh, I i've been an adult
1: for uh, for two oh, really? years now
0: um i i have no idea what i'm doing we're figuring it out as we go and i guess you guys are coming on the journey with me
1: Oh Reese, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> no,
0: it's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey guys, I am Rebecca Weiss. I guess we're doing last names because you do last names. Oh so. <laughs> sorry, I, I got all formal with it. <laughs> That's okay. I'm Rebecca Weiss, and um, yeah, my good friend Reese and I here are are on the fun little journey of adulting, and we're not fans. We don't like it. I don't um, think anyone does. No, it sucks. But no one ever talks about it. No one ever talks about like the crappy parts of adulting at all i I feel like that's all i hear these days (laughs) really i feel i am so effing alone in this right now like literally effing. i hate you i i feel
0: like all i hear is like it's shit it's shit it's shit and i just i'm trying to find some light in
1: it it's it's (laughs) fucking hard these days amen i think i've cried every every day for the past two weeks. That's a good start. Oh yeah, absolutely. My mental state is just checked out at this point, I think. I, like, that's, I feel like at this point
0: in the world, that's where you have to
1: be. We're all a little checked out in order to survive. Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, but Reese, tell me about yourself. I mean, I know, but like the people don't. Like, tell me about yourself.
0: All right, I am 20 years old. Um, should I not say my age? No, You're so, so young. I am <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a baby to this world. <laughs> yeah. um, I What about me? I like to act. Uh, I, I, go to, I go to school to act. That's, She's really
1: good too, folks. Really oh, good. well. Like, you know,
0: I, I didn't say it.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, thank you, though. Um, I, yeah, I want to go into voice acting. So actually, a podcast is a great start. Um, I'm working on my diction. Uh, yeah, my dad's in the film industry, so that's kind of where I want to take my life. Um, I have struggled with a lot of issues in my journey to becoming an adult, and I'm excited to share them with you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as coping mechanisms. I'm oh sorry. yeah, no, we should
0: we should, <laughs> we should cope too. I, I should probably figure out how to cope with them myself <laughs> before I. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Good. Um, about me. Or do I do I talk about me or do we just? Yes, talk about yourself. Give us all uh, the back of facts. What's your favorite color? You don't know this yet. Is it pink? No. Oh, that I'm surprised.
1: No. My favorite color is blue, but like a very specific type of blue. Oh my god, me too. What what type of blue though? Um so like it's like a mix between actually it's not really mixed. It like do you know like pictures of like the ocean in like Hawaii? Yes. Like that kind of blue. Oh my god. yes. Like very, very pretty, very picturesque. Um, no, not that type of blue, Jamie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um No, but yeah, so that's my favorite color. Um, I don't know. What else about me? I'm the youngest of seven, so that's super fun to deal with. Um, Honestly, it plays a lot into my personality, if I'm being quite honest. Um, Oh, no,
0: I get that. I am, uh, if you, biologically, I am the second of five, but if you include my step-siblings, I'm the middle of seven,
1: so middle child oh yeah Woo-hoo! hardcore middle child syndrome. we love that we love that <laughs> um but yeah I'm do I have to say my age I'm 20. I mean I did I'm 22 I guess oh you're so old <laughs> I, oh, know. My God. I know I know I am I'm very old um but yeah and I'm 22 and I'm effing adulting right now and it kind of sucks I'm not gonna lie these big decisions just don't really I don't really like them I'm not comfy with them actually. So let's get into it. What are some of your big adulting decisions? <sighs> do I have to talk about the ones right now? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> um well I'll just I'll just say this that I am currently trying to decide how to go about my future and I don't really know how to do that. Super fun because no one can tell me how the future holds. But the future holds. That is
0: terrifying. I was talking to my dad recently about how I feel like I never know what I'm doing. And he he told me this. I think it was supposed to be comforting, but it was really terrifying. He was like, kid, I'm 52, and I still don't know what I'm doing every day. And I was like, oh, God. But you see... (laughs) So it doesn't get better. But you (laughs) see,
1: that's the glory of this podcast, is it doesn't just apply to 20-year-olds. It applies to literally everyone. Because even when you're 50, 60, hell, even 70 you're still adulting and figuring it out.
0: I think the whole process, what everybody on this planet is doing is just faking it till you make it. I think that's what everybody has to do. I think nobody knows what they're doing. I think they figure it out as we go. There's not a fucking guidebook. Excuse my language. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) That might happen a lot. You
0: should get a little horn. Um, Beep. (laughs) It's okay. Um,
1: Yeah, but... Okay, so like, what... I guess, like, adulting experiences, like, what, what, I guess people would ask what qualifies as one, um, what do you think, like, what do you, like, I know some of my big adulting moments, but like, do you have any, like, off the top of your head that,
0: big adulting moments for me, I like, I don't know, people, like, say bills and stuff, but I also, like, processing life on your own is difficult, going into specifics, um, dealing with mental health issues and specifically getting out of those as an adult, you know, not living in your parents' house and having to deal with your own mental issues and getting yourself to therapy and making sure you take medication and making sure you feed yourself. I'd say those are my biggest adulting issues right now. That's, that's off. I'll go, I'll go like a good 24 hours and my stomach will hurt. I'm like, why does my stomach hurt? And I'm like, oh, I haven't fed myself today.
1: Please. And yeah, I'm working on it.
0: We're getting there. I mean, <laughs> it's a process. Reeves. It's a process. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Well, yeah, you should Do you need to like set an alarm? I feel like an alarm on your phone would be like helpful oh, for I reminding you. Oh, I have so you. many.
0: I have a bunch of <laughs> You alarms. just don't I I uh, I'd I'll, 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 I'll show you. I have I have a brush my teeth alarm for the morning. <laughs> I have I have first I have my wake up alarm and then I have my second and third wake up alarm cuz God knows the first one won't work. Um and then I have my brush teeth alarm and then I have the eat breakfast alarm which I ignore daily um and then I have the time to get going alarm and then my really really now you need to go where you're going to be late alarm and that's the one I usually <laughs> leave on I have lots of alarms they just don't work <laughs> I think it's more of a
1: mental block than anything <laughs> what, <laughs> what? <laughs> how like okay just just walk me through this how do you like a how do you just dis- like Oh, what's the word? Um, dis- distinctive? That's not the word. Distinguish. Distinguish. There you go. Distinguish which alarm is which. They have labels.
0: <laughs> That's the, the beauty of iPhones. Not, not that the labels matter
1: because they mean nothing to me, but... <laughs> well, there we have it, ladies and gents. If you... I don't even know what you need an alarm for, but if you are like Reese... And forget to feed yourself, which you shouldn't forget to feed yourself. That's I, I do actually have
0: really good advice for getting up um, with an alarm when you have a roommate or someone in the house that you don't want to disturb. What I will do, I don't know if any of you, any of our listeners, had a punk rock phase in, um, in middle school. I did. King for a Day. Um, is a song that I listen to a lot, this heavy screamo, but the first couple seconds is a really nice guitar intro. So what I would do is I would set my phone on my roommate's table with my alarm set to king for a day. And when I heard it go off in the morning, I know I had six seconds to get over there before the screamo started and I really embarrassed myself. So that's how I would get myself up in the morning. It was stressful, Dang. but it was, a, it was a way to start
1: the day, and it worked. That's actually like really, <laughs> really smart.
0: It would get me out of bed. I didn't want everyone to know my embarrassing <laughs> obsession with Screamo, so I,
1: I have to get up and turn it off. Literally, though, that's genius. Thank you. Because it, like you would, because especially if you live with someone or have like a roommate or something, you don't want to wake them up too, if like they're not supposed to be up before then. So that exactly, actually... and if it's something
0: you're embarrassed about people knowing, it's even better. There's even more of like a. I don't know what my <laughs>
1: embarrassing song like song would be. I I don't know. Do you have like a bad country song that
0: you love? You 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 seem like you're a country girl. I, I bet am, you do. I
1: am a country girl. Um, I, well. Well, to me they're not bad. I don't know. <laughs> like, like to me the the songs they. Oh, you're too comfortable with yourself. You're not I, embarrassed by your habits. I uh, see. No, I I do have I do have an embarrassing, um, guilty pleasure that I do when I'm depressed. But that that's can be important. A, that can be a topic. Yeah, no, we can today. we can get to that later. <laughs> we can get to that topic <laughs> later because that's funny. Um, I'll just say though, I have. Engaged in that guilty pleasure in this last week, um, two times, two times. I watched, I watched the movie and.
0: Um, oh, I'm sorry. I know you said we'd talk about this later, but mine is Vampire Academy.
1: I will. Oh, watch- when, I- <laughs> when I am having a
0: rough time, I will watch Vampire Academy over and over and over. It is,
1: it is. It's not like the script is incredible or the, the filmmaking is amazing, but God, I love it. I, I I agree with you though because I I've watched that movie like a few vampires few times. with superpowers and human friends who also fight for them. Fuck yeah. I can imagine myself in both roles. Like oh I love that. I do. I do Who who's the actor that who's the actress that plays um not the not the blonde chick, but the other one. I know who yeah. you're talking about, but I don't is know. Because that name. I feel like I feel like that movie kind of started her career. I think Because I've did. seen her in a lot of different things since then and I like always like in my head I'm just like oh the Empire gotta be <laughs> Wow <laughs> Like none of these other better more probably distinguished. She movies. she could get an
0: Oscar and we'd still think. I would literally think
1: I'd be like, it's And God? it's not even an insult. I just <laughs> love that movie so much. <laughs> it is so good. I freaking phenomenal. I love it. I love Vampire Academy too. Um and I I was deeply, deeply obsessed with vampires in middle school. Like Twilight. I don't oh. know. I, I don't know one person who wasn't.
0: I claimed to not be because you know I would never be caught dead reading Twilight, and so I. quite, oh no. literally, Do you remember those book covers? That yes. Getting, I got one for Twilight, so no one could
1: see me reading Twilight. I was that embarrassed. I am. Why? I have so, so many deep-rooted insecurities.
0: I think, dude. I
1: no no no. I literally was so obsessed that I I for my birthday one year, my mom bought me all. What it's, there's there's Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse of uh, Part Breaking One, Breaking Dawn, yeah. So there's five. Short, she got me all of them, and I literally. So, okay, this is embarrassing, guys. Embarrassing tidbit, but um, do you do you remember playing the Mash game? Yeah, of course I. Yeah. do. I played that so, all the time. Okay, that was, so I like, was convinced it was telling my future. Literally, and so when I would write it out, though, I would add a category at the very end. And it would be on which superpower from Twilight I would get. I
0: love that. I
1: know. So I was like, I, I was obsessed with Twilight more than I care to admit, but I um, had a hardcore crush on Jasper. You would. I would I know I would. You you would. would. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that for you. I, I can I see that.
0: I didn't care about Edward or
1: Jacob, but Jasper, like, yes, please, sign me up. I okay, so during the time it came out. I was always voting, like, rooting for Edward. I was like, Edward's the one. He's the Oh, no, together. absolutely. But I was in love with Jacob Lautner because he was just gorgeous. But as I've grown oh. up, I find myself being more and more attracted to Edward in, like, the later no, movies. No, 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 absolutely. Like, like when he gets, like, like, like some tone muscle on there. Mm. I was like, damn, Robert Pattinson slaying yet again. Uh-huh. Slaying yet again. Um... We completely gotten off topic. Now, Anyways, I think the whole point of this conversation really has been that
0: c- a coping mechanism with adulting that I think we can all get behind is escapism.
1: Mm, that's a good way. Of like way.
0: definitely, I hear about everybody watching these like fantastical TV shows or stories, oh, and it's yes. all of our guilty pleasures because we love to escape from this world, all the fucking seriousness we have to deal with on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, and I I will say that that is that is one of the reasons why I've. Always wanted to be in the film industry is because I feel like you know not a lot of people understand that it is so helpful to have that escape. Cause like I remember in middle school, I found one of my all-time favorite shows. People are gonna judge. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Vampire Diaries. I I love that my show. dad
0: actually edited that show. I we'll talk oh, about that later. Yeah, no, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk about that in a minute then. Okay.
1: <laughs> Uh, but I, I found it because I was going, one, I was beginning to get depressed and I didn't know that, um, that that's what was happening to me. And I didn't have friends, I like literally not one, from probably sixth grade to eighth grade. And so like every day I would come home and I would just be sad. And when I finally found this show, it gave me an escape. And it was like, I'm no longer in my world of pain. I'm in this show. I'm submerged in these characters. And I just, I love when people can find that because it really does just help you, like, escape your own world and your own reality for, like, even a
0: minute. It's so important. When I was struggling with my mental health issues, theater, I feel like, is really what pulled me out of it. Mm -hmm. Just getting to be someone else, completely leave myself at the door, forget about Reese for a little bit, and get to put on this new skin. It's just, theater is a really beautiful way of shedding your depression of course it's still there it doesn't make it disappear but i feel like i honestly feel like theater in and of itself is a great coping mechanism for stress for depression for anxiety
1: that's true any form too like you don't have to be like quoting a monologue on stage or doing a shakespeare play you can be writing something you can be reading something i mean it really just it's there to just help you through it.
0: Absolutely, there's such a catharsis in the creation of art that I think everyone can really benefit from. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But also, let's talk about some of our experiences in the adulting world. Absolutely. Like, I'll, I'll start, cause one that's just been like playing on me is um, the aspect of college. Definitely. And for all the listeners out there who have gone to college you might be able to relate and if you haven't good for you state like so proud um, but college really like for me for that was probably a first initial step of adulting because it was navigating these new relationships that you make with all sorts of different people all sorts of teachers but you have to navigate them in a professional manner yeah and I'll never forget, this was probably one of the most crushing moments of my life, but so, in case you didn't know, um, I have a bachelor's degree in journalism. Oh, look at you. I'm so fancy. <laughs> um, and I spent four years doing that and it was great, I, I, I loved writing, I yeah. do love writing. Um, but I was going to be, like, a news anchor, because that's what I wanted, because at the time in my life, I was like, well, there's no way I can be in the film industry, there's no way I can be an actress, like, let me just, this is how I get there, like, this is how I'm on camera, and, like, doing that in my life. And I'm, and I'm just, I'm gonna toot my own heart a little bit, I am very good at it. I am very good at I being that. on camera, and you know, showing the audience what's important. Like, I'm, I'm just very good at being the talent. Um, and so when I, when I went into my last semester, I was taking this class with this teacher who I had um, had uh, like four times before. So like we knew each other well. Um, and <laughs> she, so in, in this class in particular, we put on a newscast, like an actual legit newscast. Um, and the students are the anchors. And so you have to be a senior in order to get like the main news anchor. And because, you know, we have to keep it fair and everything, really like they ask ahead of time, like, okay, what students want to do this? You show of hands, great, you, you, you are this week, you guys next week, stuff like that. And so I did it like one week And I told my professor, I said, this is literally what I want to do right now with my life. Can you please, like, make sure I get as much airtime as possible? She was like, yeah, no problem. Well, I only did it one time out of, I think, eight weeks. And there was this other kid in the class who got to do it six times out of those eight weeks. There was another kid in the class who got to do it four times out of the week. And... I get it has to be fair, okay? But I'm just going to say, if, you know, if a student comes to you and, is like, this is what I want to do, I need to get really good at this in training, you should be able to be like, yeah, and if not, here's how you can get more hours on this. Yeah. But what was soul-crushing to me was that <clears throat> um, the last week, I was planning on doing the newscast, um, and I had gotten exposed to COVID, And it was still, this was 2021, so it was still very fresh. Like, people were still, you know, like, our campus at that time, their regulation was that you had to quarantine for, like, 14 days. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to miss my final day of newscasting if I do that. And I reached out to the teacher. I was like, hey, you know, I figured it out, and my quarantine was actually going to be the day before we filmed. And I was like, is there any way, like, I can still do this? And she said, "Um, I'm going to have to talk to, you know, my co-teacher, like, you know, I'll let you know. Um, I didn't get an email until around 11 o'clock the night before we were like the night before we were supposed to film saying that it wasn't me. Didn't really give me an explanation why. Because I was fine. I I tested negative. I didn't have COVID at all. I quarantined for the days I was supposed to. Just didn't, didn't let me do it didn't let me do it and I said that's kind of bullshit because every other student in here has gone to do it multiple times but me yeah and I literally said to you I want to do this with my life I'm good at this everyone knows I'm good at this What? like why and that was just really frustrating because it was something I couldn't control I remember crying, like literal bawling that night before because I literally was so blindsided and caught off guard because the, the teachers had literal a week to let me know in advance, but they didn't. They And then I still had to show up and do, like, something behind the scenes. And I was like, this is bull. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be here right now. That's upsetting. And y'all know it. And so it's hard because you have to navigate those relationships in a professional setting because it's like you you never know when they're going to need help, when they're – like you know, I don't know if in the next four months I'm going to see her again and need a job from her or something, you know, so it's like, it's hard, and as an adult you have to realize there's stuff you can't control and stuff you can't say, and that's just sucky. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, it's just, I hate it, I hate it absolutely, but it's fine. Yeah, there's definitely been,
0: especially in the profession we want to go to, we've had lots of experiences of working with people we either have personal issues with or just refuse to work with us and make it hard and who you'd rather not amen, work with. Amen. but unfortunately that is such a huge part of life right now like I, people just need to remember that everybody fucking has it hard so stop making it so much harder for everybody else like, I,
1: I will say to our listeners up before we started this recently i just had like a 20 minute event session with our friend jd who is in here about some people we have worked with that just haven't put the professional foot forward and I feel like in any industry whether it's business, agriculture, uh, fashion, whatever I feel like you need to put that effort forward not only to show like hey I'm worth it like take a chance on me but also just respect.
0: Yeah absolutely. I feel like it's a trend we're seeing too because of this availability of being able to be like, oh, sorry, I can't go because of COVID. We're seeing a lot of students be less focused. I mean, I feel it myself. Like my attention span, I swear to God, is shortening from all of these hours on Zoom. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really happening. I see it around people. My classmates aren't able to focus for very long. I'm not either. That's not a dig on them. Like, it's. I definitely think there's, there's a big psychological impact of, of COVID right now and especially being online on being online was tough and i think it was so easy to zone out during that that we've all kind of gotten used to it and being able to be present is something we actually have to reteach ourselves which is a
1: pain in the fucking ass amen sweet <laughs> i remember when like zoom first became a thing in this pandemic and like i would see tiktoks and videos of people like uh like taping a picture to their webcam so that they looked like they were on but like were then like on their phone and it's just like I get it I do because it it's hard to keep a student's attention in class but it's that much harder to do it over a computer screen absolutely especially like when on a computer you have access to tabs and you can be I mean I'll be honest I've googled so many like lights and shrimps and just, like, random shit Oh, no, I do so much
0: online window shopping. Oh, my gosh. It's, bad. it's so bad. I've started, um, I've actually started playing cookie clicker uh, on my other tab, so I can, no, it's, I swear to God, it helps with my ADHD, having something to just, like, keep that doesn't <laughs> take up too much attention. I can still listen to the teacher and click. It helps, I swear. Oh,
1: gee, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's hard being an adult in today's society because, I also like I just feel like we have so many expectations from older generations too that it's Absolutely. like it's like oh well y- you know you can't use that as an excuse or you can't stop working one hour like you have to you have to keep going you have to keep going you can't just like take time to figure it out and it's like sometimes i need that month or year or however long to figure my shit out yeah
0: and the world's changing so it's taking a lot more thought than it was before we've got to refigure refigure our plans and do everything it's definitely stressful
1: it is and it's it sucks it does you know what you know what they say they say fuck adulting they do we do (laughs) say that we do say that i yeah it's just it's awful too and you know i i actually reached out to a friend and tell me what your thoughts are on this reese she said that one of her first ways into adulting was of getting her own apartment um,
0: yeah, I feel very... I agree. I, uh, I had something similar. Mine was, uh, I was fresh out of residential rehab when I um, got... Within the week, I got a job and within a couple months, I ended up living on my own. So yeah, that's a big step. Not having your parents to be like, hey, where's this? What do I do when this happens? I mean, of course, you can still call them, but it's being being a step, to, a step removed and knowing you need to go buy your own food. As I know, I've talked about this already, but there's there's days when I, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry, and then there's nothing in the pantry. I'm like, why are there no groceries? I'm like, oh, because I need to buy them. So yeah, I definitely think moving into an apartment is a huge first
1: adulting step. I do too, and I also think... Both of these, I think it's also like what adds into the factor as well is roommates. Yeah, if one, if you've never lived with a roommate before, or it's new, if it's someone you don't know, because I have had new, (laughs) numerous roommate ships, and not all of them have been great. And that'll be a future episode of the podcast because I could unload some heavy, definitely heavy duty, on um on this thing because it's just hard it's navigating living with someone but also like navigating that new relationship
0: oh definitely and I currently I moved in with my boyfriend a while ago and especially living with him so young I'm 20 he's 19 we have a lot to figure out it's it's stressful and finding the way to work with each other without driving each other absolutely batshit is is a process um, and it definitely teaches you if, to grow up uh, a lot if you haven't, if,
1: yeah, you, you mature a lot in the process of moving with someone. Speaking of maturing, so like, because I know I've had to do this a lot with like roommateships, ships, taking the high road. Ooh, I'm not good at that one.
0: That's not my... But I, but I,
1: but I, I will say, Reese, in our, in our time at the school together in class, I have seen you take the high road. I, ha- I have. I try real and hard. And I attest to that because, <laughs> like, today, for example, like, you could have just flipped some shit on someone in particular. Oh. No, we're not going to name names here, folks. I just went to
0: the bathroom and screamed a little bit, and I like, calmed down. <laughs> it's, <laughs>
1: it's okay. And I'll, I'll never forget, my mom, what, like, has always told me, like, you know, she's always said, in particular, is this the battle you want to die on? Yes. And I've... I've always, like, held that in the back of my mind because in retrospect, yeah, some things are, like, no, this isn't worth the fight. This isn't worth what, you know, what's going to, like, come out of it. But there are some things that I have taken the road on that I really wish I didn't. Like, No, really I, I
0: understand that. There's so many, like, little arguments that just pop up when you've been living with someone for a long time that... Even when when you talk about them later, are stupid. Like I got I got home late one last uh, late a couple nights ago, and I had been at work, and I I made I made a pot of mac and cheese when I got home, and I asked Joey to wash it, and he said he was like, well, I just did all the dishes dishes, and I lost my shit. Like I could not. I like I was like, are you kidding me? I've been at work all day, and I'm so tired. Like it's stuff like that, and he was like, whoa, whoa, where is this coming from? Like. And it's that moment that like both of us, even though we're both very worked up, like we have to take a moment on our own to both be like, okay, I need to go calm down. You need to go calm down. We need our own space in this moment. And I feel like unless you are capable of having that communication, then living together can get real bad real fast.
1: Uh, Yeah, so true too. And that brings me to my next one that my friend reached out to me on was she said her first adultery moment was when she got her first serious relationship. Oh yeah, no, that's a big one. Is it? Is it one? Like, I okay, guys, listen. I I haven't been in a relationship longer than six months, so I don't know. So, like, is it? Is it that big of a? impact I mean I I
0: genuinely I genuinely think it is Joey and I have been dating for it's coming up on three years now um yeah Yeah. and I you know I'm not gonna be like I'm so mature and old now because for god's sake I'm fucking 20 years old I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but um I definitely have learned a lot from our relationship I think I had a very egocentric worldview before and then now I am constantly thinking of like oh the things I do and say affect the people I live with and who are around me like other people have feelings and I know maybe that's like just everyone else knows that right away but I was never really raised to be super sympathetic and so I I learned a lot about being a human being from Joey
1: see that's so interesting because I feel like like you saying that I feel like our worlds are reversed right now because (laughs) I need to learn how to care less about what people think Especially the given particular situation I'm in, in my life right now. Like, yeah, See, I that, wish I didn't the opposite. like is- I literally wish I could just like shut it off. And like here you are, you're like, no, I care what you like. I care what people say. I care what people feel. I've had
0: I've had so many issues with that. I feel like through my depression and addiction, it was very much I was like, this affects me. This is my issue. And then when I when I started my recovery process, and I just started processing that the things I do affect the people around me, and like all of a sudden. Sympathy just existed all of a sudden for me, and I'm just—I'm really trying to. You need to incorporate that into a relationship, and you need to keep it. You learn after a time, and it's so fucking easy to lie. It's so easy to lie. It 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 just comes out like that. But you learn that holy shit after a time, it will crash down around you. And if it doesn't, you are sitting in a web of your own lies until you don't remember what you said anymore, and you're constantly terrified and afraid. And that's how I was living my life before Joey, and then once we started living together after a while of having a serious relationship i realized i couldn't do that like i can't do that i can't live my life like that i felt like i was suffocating and we almost ended our relationship because i thought i couldn't because because i was so deep into all these lies that and so and after like about a year of us dating i genuinely i sat him down i was like joseph i we gotta have an honest to god conversation because i feel like you don't even know the person you're dating and i realized that i've been doing that to like everybody my whole life to friends to family members so i don't know being in a long a long term relationship helped me learn a lot about myself and how the the reason i am the way i am and how to make people feel more appreciated in my life so i personally feel like that's a
1: huge
0: part of maturing but i think that you can do it without being in a relationship it's just that's how it came about for me
1: wow no that's like super cool too is like I guess yeah, you you learn a lot from like your first long-term relationship or any long-term relationship. I feel like if it if it lasts longer than 6 months, um I feel like you definitely learn from something, like something sorry, you learn something from that person regardless of whether you stay with them or not. Exactly. And
0: I think I think you learn something from every relationship. I mean, I dated my first, th- my first love. Um, was my my freshman year, I was dating this guy and he broke up with me because he said that he didn't think I was interested in him. And it blew my mind because I was like, are you kidding me? You are the first person I've ever loved. And he was like, Reese, we walk by each other in the hallway and you don't say anything. I was like, I thought you should say something. I was like, embarrassed. I didn't think that was okay. Like, you know, and so that's when I learned that you actually have to be affectionate towards the person you're dating. Like, but,
1: but that, learn but, things from every, every relationship. But I will say though, that plays into my more of like love languages for each person because each person's like love language is different
0: I used to never touch people and now that's one of the biggest parts of my love language wow that's
1: that did not <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> okay Becca um yeah no I I don't know I I I could see people. I've, do you feel like love languages change over time? I, I don't know. Mine really did.
0: I used to, I genuinely, and this is, this is another talk, way to talk about how relationships mature you. I, before Joey and I started dating, I wouldn't even hug my family. Like, I very much, really? I didn't touch anyone. I didn't I didn't hug my family. The only people who were, like, allowed to touch me was, like, my friend Evan and then Joey when we met. Now I'm, like, very much, like, all my friends. I'm, like, oh, my God, I love you. I you love do them. do that, like, I will I say. Have, I, I'm so loving you. I say I love you to everybody. Like, yeah. I you meet someone on the first day of class, I'm, like, well, I love you. You're, I'm so glad you're in my class. Like, I just, so I, I feel like I really have become a separate person. I mean, I was also in a, I was like, in the middle of my recovery when Joey and I met, so I think I was going through a big transition in my life, but I think that him being there and having a relationship to fall back on and to have his support really helped me through it.
1: Yeah, I I mean, any big transition in your life, it's always nice to have someone, but at the same time, like, in the transition period I am right now, I can't imagine having a boyfriend or a relationship, like sometimes I am it's way literally. Like, I gotta say, sometimes I it is a lot. Literally, my like, like the other day. So, um, a good friend of mine asked me and another friend of mine to be in her wedding for not this summer, but next summer. So, summer twenty twenty three. Uh, I can't wait! I'm super That's excited. So I know, I'm so excited, and it's a destination wedding. So I'm <gasps> like, oh, even better. Where's the destination? Um, Florida Ooh. on a beach. It'll be literally on a beach. She told me, and I was like, mm, solid. But my friend that's the other bridesmaid literally texted me when she found out yesterday and she said okay you need to find a date to uh, their wedding ASAP and I said okay let me get right like on sitcom. that <laughs> <laughs> like let me just get right on that for you for a year keep in mind like a full year and a half until this <laughs> I'm I'm like oh like, let me just
0: pull out a date from my bag of, of dates that I just <laughs> have right here literally I'm
1: like um that is probably the
0: last
1: literally the last thing on my Like today's. oh hold on
0: let me just grab one of the men from the line outside my window waiting for me. <laughs> literally I was like I'm
1: like yeah okay I'll get I'll I'll get on that. Just yeah give me give me 2 days and I'll, I'll I'll have someone like that. Like no. Okay and
0: I think there's there's really something to be said about spending your 20s to focus on yourself because that's what my mom always told me to do and there's definitely mm. moments I love I love Joey with all of my heart, but you know, there's definitely moments where I do need that solidarity. I need to live my own life. I'm like, Jesus, I'm 20, I gotta be free. So there's definitely a good feeling about getting to date around and explore what your yeah. interests are. Like, And that's what your 20s are for, and that's what's fun. And that's what's so hard about adulting because your 20s yeah. are the first time you are free to have all this fun. And yet yeah. it's also the time that you are you have all these responsibilities that you need to start piling on Oh my on gosh, yeah. each other. And so that's why it's so hard, I think, this transition, because it's the first time we're free and we're like, let's fucking drink, let's party all night, no curfew. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, fuck, I have work at 8.30 in the morning. Like, it's, and it's, also it's just like, a balance.
1: And it's also like, you know, like, I, I know a lot of people who are our age who are like, I want to mm-hmm. travel, I want to do this, I want to do that. But you need money and a job to have totally, money. Yeah. Unless you're an heiress. And if you're an heiress, you do you, boo. You, you fly. You jet set. If you're an heiress, you do not need to be listening to this podcast. If you're an heiress, please be my friend, actually. I'd really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like it is such a hard transition. And you're right. It's, it's because we have all these responsibilities, yet it's the one time in our life where we don't have to have any obligations to anyone or anything. But... We're kind of forced to, in a way. Yeah. Or at least, I feel like that's what society has been telling me for the past mm, four years of my life, which is phenomenal. We love it. We, we love adulting. <laughs> yes, we do. We love adulting. But, yeah, so... So, fuck adulting. Fuck adulting, really. And that's what it comes down to. That's really what it comes down to, when it, you think about it. <laughs> it really is. Um, but, yeah, next week, we are going to talk about roommate ships. Oh, good. <laughs> and how they form from when you're little if you share a sibling to when you're an adult like Reese and you live with your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, and I have to
0: talk about my roommates from my dorm in high school. They were oh my crazy. Gosh. So get ready, guys. Please we have, do. We have
1: quite an episode for you We next have week. a treat next week. But until then, stay young, stay fresh, and remember, Fuck adulting. <laughs>